Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. This episode, we're going to talk about mortgages, whether you should pay them off early, and if so, how you can do it as fast as possible. Owning a home, still the American dream for many, but few can make it happen without borrowing since not many of us have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting around. Now, once you have that home loan, though, should you pay it off early? This week, we're going to dive into that debate, as well as offer some tips to murder that mortgage as fast as possible. I'm Stacey Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hey, let's uh, find out about this, because I may or may not be thinking about buying a home again. Mm, So you're waiting to buy a house until the top of the market. Well, we'll see what happens. Actually, starting to pull. We'll see what happens. I hate everything. Listening in, (laughs) sometimes contributing, is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hello, Aaron. Hey guys, mortgage, home loan. What's the real term? You just can't get off this. Oh my gosh, it's working out for that debate too. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. And this week we've got a really special guest, Andy Hill from Personal Finance Podcast, Marriage, Kids, and Money. Hello, Andy. Hello, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Otherwise, we'd be bored because we don't like each other that much. We need, we need <laughs> a right. you, got, you guys um, seem like you don't get along let, at all. <laughs> no. Let's get our ball rolling. But first, a quick disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this show, do not take them as recommendations. Why? Because they're not. Before you invest in anything, you've got to do your own research. You've got to make your own decisions. Okay, let's get back to our topic at hand. It's mortgages. Andy, before we get into this, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you, how you happen to, to be our guest today and what your areas of expertise are. Yeah, sure. I have a podcast called Marriage, Kids, and Money. It's focused on helping young families build wealth and happiness. I started it like five or six years ago because I have a young family and I want to build wealth and happiness. So I figured I could uh, interview a bunch of smart people, learn from them, and then share a little bit about our journey along the way. So I love it. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I'm kind of wondering why you haven't invited me. You said interview experts. I'm just sitting here by That's the phone. Right. I, oh, well. I haven't gotten a call from you. Stacey, you know you've had There's multiple still marriages and you're not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you one of my ex-wives? Because you sound just like one. <laughs> okay, so anyway. But also, but, but also but, Andy paid off his mortgage early. And, uh, yes, I was got, just going to ask him. Yeah, he's so got I saw my story. Yeah, yeah, so tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see. Well, I would say that the the mortgage payoff thing happened around 2013 when my wife moved into my bachelor pad bungalow uh, after we got married and is like, this place is just not doing it for me, pal. We got to get one of those family homes, one of those forever homes. And I said, okay, uh, let's start to look. So she started to look, she found something this was going to be twice the price, you know, a bigger mortgage. And for me at the time, I had this sort of I don't know, stress on my shoulders of the corporate career that I had and the money that I was making, feeling like, man, I just got to keep making this money in order to be able to pay for the bills that I have, even though I don't really like what I do. So when my wife said, hey, bigger house, bigger mortgage, the stress came back on my shoulders a little bit more. And for me, uh, we were making good money. We were saving a lot of it because of that financial stress that I had. And so for me, I said, okay, let's go for this house, but let's pay this thing off in five years. That way you can get the house of your dreams that you want. And I can get this sort of stress-free, mortgage-free life and not have to worry about making such big bills, bill payments, and then maybe be able to make a, a career choice that's better for me down the road, as opposed to something that I feel like I have to do. So that was 
was stressful to pay wow. it off in five years, though. Wasn't that stressful? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, to pay it off in five years, uh, we had already been living on about 50% of our income at that point. So we had done some wacky things like paid off our, our student loans and our car loans and invest a lot of our money. Uh, so we were used to living on half uh, from the beginning of our marriage. We we were blessed enough to be making like $130,000 when we got together uh, in our marriage. So we just decided to live on half to crush some of these financial goals that we had that allowed us to do some lifestyle choices that made us feel a little bit more comfortable in our marriage. And for, for my wife, that was to be able to stay at home with our kids when we had our kids. And so that was the first lifestyle change. We went from two incomes down to one. And then for me, uh, over time, I wanted the ability to, you know, have a little bit of flexibility with the type of work I was doing too. So having the ability to crush the debt and eliminate the mortgage gave us the confidence to make some of those financial changes in our lives. Well, now my first question is, you must have been making boatloads of money in order to pay off your mortgage that fast. I mean, for real, though. I mean, yeah. I hear this all the time. I listen to podcasts and they're going, you know, there'll be some girl or saying like, you know, I had $800,000 in debt and I paid it off in 25 minutes. Yeah, 25 right. minutes, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, we're, done. I mean, Just I mean done. literally, I mean, you know, easy to say, but how do you, yeah. how do, you do that? How do you pay Absolutely. off? Absolutely. Well, well, first I, of all, t how, mm -hmm. how big was your mortgage? Our mortgage when we got it was $195,000. We live in Michigan. So uh, depending on where you're listening across the country, that might seem like uh, like a small amount of money or uh, the, the right amount of money based on where you live. But for us, around $200,000 was our mortgage in 2013. And you pay that off in five years. We did, yeah, less than less than did five you, years. Did you get a thirty-year mortgage? That's another question I was going to ask. We got you. a fifteen-year. We wanted the aggressiveness okay. of the fifteen-year. Also mm. gave us a three percent mortgage rate, which was uh, very nice at that time, and uh, helped us to have a lot more of the money go towards the principal. And so, what, what did you really? I mean, I, I, let's assume that you yeah. don't make a million dollars a year. I, I mean, didn't. We I made mean, on you do, just so you know great. on average on average we made about one hundred and seventy thousand dollars during that time period. Okay. So I mean, it's, again, depending on what part of the country you live in, that's a lot of money to some people yeah. uh, and not that much to others. Sure. But, but how, how difficult was it for you to do that? Because when you make 170 grand, you're not bringing it all at home. You got to pay a lot of it to Uncle Sam. You got, you know, state taxes in Michigan, right? Yes, and, absolutely. You know, all kind, and all kinds of expenses. So how, how did you do that? Yeah, you know, a big part of it was my wife and I uh, being on the same page from from that beginning period where we both agreed, hey, we're going to do this thing for a period of time. And then afterward, uh, we're going to be able to enjoy the fruits of that labor. So for us, that was us meeting together uh, for our monthly budget party that we would do every month, uh, go over the numbers to make sure we're aligned on our goals, but also still having fun along the way. Uh, we had two young kids at the time. So we had a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So we weren't really doing a lot of travel and crazy things at that point in time. But we did have some, you know, daycare expenses, pre-K pre, pre expenses, things like that, that we needed to track. Um, and as far as, you know, paying it down, one, one trick that we like to use is that we pretended essentially that we got paid 24 times a year when I really actually got paid 26 times a year. So we took those extra two paychecks and just threw them at the mortgage and it ended up being you know, big hits to the, to the overall principal. And anytime we ever got any sort of extra money that came in, these are bonuses, commissions, uh, you know, selling things on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or getting a tax refund, that all went through the mortgage. So it just became one of those sort of sole-focused goals that we continued to do until it was gone. So that, uh, that focus and dedication and, and living on close to half really helped us to, to do that. And I'm sure you live a stress-free life or less stress life now. But I'll tell you, when you're talking to me about this, toddlers and 
half your income. I feel like shooting myself. It sounds really <laughs> stressful. You know what? There, I don't want to lie. It was stressful. There were stressful periods of time. I mean, I think just it's inherent in being a young couple with a four-year-old and a two-year-old that there'd be stress. But then on top of that, not utilizing all of your other 50% for enjoyment and fun and relaxation, of course, yeah, you're going to have a lot more stress. So much so that when we actually paid off the mortgage and we got to that point, it took a little while for me to take my foot off the gas of this sort of super saver mentality that uh, Nicole and I ended up having some some marital fights about it because once the mortgage <laughs> was gone, it turned into, hey, Andy's next goal is, hey, why don't we buy a rental property, you know, or why don't we do whatever? I'm trying to think of whatever wacky thing I was coming up with after that. But for her, it was like, no, no, no. The idea, man, was to pay off the mortgage and for us to relax and be able to have more flexibility with our time, you know, go on more vacations. Uh, so uh, through some conversations and, and which started off being fights and then eventually marriage counseling for about six months we came to a nice we came to a nice agreement that yes andy needs to take his foot off the gas a little bit and uh, have a little bit more fun so we can move to that point where he doesn't have to have a job that he hates every day or doesn't really enjoy and that's eventually where we we, we came to in a conclusion so it wasn't all um you know sunshine and rainbows we definitely had a, a lot of uh, heated discussions turned into marriage counseling eventually, but Wait, uh, we are we're happy and married on, today. Can, can <laughs> you get the wife onto the podcast? I, I have to, I'm going to talk to her. <laughs> you you know what? Uh, she joins me uh, every so often on the podcast, and she 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 brings that uh, that frank straight talk. Absolutely. Yeah, they well, have a. All, and you're you're a young guy. Uh, how old are you? If you don't mind me I am 40, 40, 40 years Oh, really? Old. You look younger than that. For those of you who are oh, watching you. us on video, you can see Andy. For those of you who don't, he looks like a really young Brad Pitt. <laughs> Hey, wow. That, I'll take that, man. I'll this is how that. we get guests on the show, Andy. We say stuff like that to them. That's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Randy, you're going to say something. Oh, no. I was just going to ask, you know, what, what are some of the benefits that you've seen? I mean, you've talked about like that lifestyle flexibility and everything else. But I mean, a lot of things um, people also talk about is like, you know, you do have that you know, debt is gone, you have that peace of mind, you've saved a bunch of money on interest. So, um, you know, what are some of those other benefits that you've seen since you've paid off your mortgage? And, and how is that, you know, kind of helping you enhance your life even further, um, since you have more choices yeah. now? Yeah, when you stack up that argument of a 3% mortgage versus what you could potentially make in the stock market, you know, the math seems way off for people, right? And you're like, ah, right. well, I could make a lot more in the market. Why wouldn't I just, you know, invest my money and keep this low interest mortgage? Uh, what I what I like to talk about is why not why not do both? Why not why not have the benefits of both? You can invest for the long haul until you get to a point where you have invested so much that you're going to be just fine for retirement. And also have the benefits of the peace of mind, freedom of not being able to, not having to pay a mortgage each month. And with that savings of, for us, uh, it was uh, it was between fifteen and $20,000 per year that we weren't paying anymore. And so for us, when, when, I, when I took my foot off the gas eventually, that became the question for us. How do we want to use fifteen dollars to $20,000 extra per year? <laughs> For our family, does that mean that I can work less hours? Does that mean you can work less hours? Does that mean that we can go on more vacations? Does that mean we can give more to causes that really call to our hearts so we can be the change we want to see in our country and the world? Those became really exciting conversations to me as opposed to how many more millions are we going to have by the time we're 70? How can we experience some of this joy and time freedom today. And so those were some of the things that really got us geeked in the first couple of years of being mortgage-free. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a list here. Go, were you going to say something, Randy? Go ahead. 
Oh yeah. I was just going to say, I think one of the, the biggest things is, so for me, like, um, you know, I, I don't mind carrying debt. So, um, so I'll take that low interest debt and, and, and carry it. It doesn't actually bother me to carry low interest debt. So I really think it goes back to like, what are you comfortable with? Right. Because like for you, you had that, like on your shoulders, you were really concerned about it. Um, and you know, and, and I think that, one of the things we forget is, you know, you talk about, well, the math makes sense for a lot of people. And for me, like, it would make sense for me. I didn't try to pay off my mortgage early when I had one. Um, but I think it goes back to like your comfort level, what's going to make you feel good. And, you know, it's all, it's, it's as much psychological as it is, you know, math based, because, you know, moving forward in the end, personal finance is personal. Absolutely. And, and I would I would be lying if I didn't say that my first <laughs> bout of homeownership really affected my decision with the second one. I got into a home in 2004 in uh, Metro Detroit area, bought it for around $200,000, went through the Great Recession. That $200,000 house is now valued at $100,000, but I still <laughs> owe $180,000 on it. I, I want to get out of it. I can't. I feel trapped. I've got this mortgage. And, and like in a 20-something feeling trapped in his home, it's like, what is this? Somebody told me to buy a house and I was doing the right thing or whatever. And now I feel trapped. So second time around, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel trapped <laughs> again. And yes, yeah. I, you know, the Great Recession was very, I don't know, it, it, once in a lifetime <laughs> kind of thing. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, but <laughs> I never hope. wanted to feel like that again. So yeah, for sure. It was definitely personal, definitely emotional. These were decisions, but these were these were things that really happened to me. And I having no mortgage now definitely makes me feel a lot better than I did. Well, that's good. And you know, that reminds me too, after the Great Recession, and you guys are younger. Uh, actually, you guys are all about the same age. And I'm, I'm 66. But anyway, after the Great Recession, there was a whole bunch of articles about um, younger people not wanting to ever own, own a home. They were, oh, it's, it, owning a home stupid, bad idea. And I was like, what are you, nuts? Owning a home is <laughs> not a bad idea. It never has been. Of course, obviously, in the scenario you just described, it can be. But, uh, but generally speaking, of course, you want to own your own home because it's a forced savings. That, you, know, you can customize it the way you want, blah, blah, blah. And I can't believe anyone ever was trying to mount serious arguments that you shouldn't own a home. I th- you know, in my opinion, you should. Maybe it's just my generation. But I think, I think a home ownership is a great idea for everybody. Yeah, I think over the long term, it's been fantastic for us. We bought this house for three fifty in twenty thirteen, and now it's valued at five hundred and fifty. So we like we like the 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 increase of uh, of buying this asset <laughs> that's going to continue to grow. And in retirement, it could be something if we downsize, it could be a little bit of cash for us uh, where wherever we decide to move. Well, b- before we get to our break, which we have to get to in just a minute, I, I have we have a couple of articles on our site at MoneyTalksNews.com about should you pay off your home early or, should, or, or situations when you should and situations when you shouldn't. So yeah. I'm going to run down a quick list of reasons you wouldn't pay off your house early. Um, one, you lack emergency savings. Obviously, you need to have money set aside for emergencies. Uh, two, you want extra liquidity. And here's an example. In 2010, 12, I bought the house next door to me. Uh, for 360 grand, but I had to pay for cash for it, which I didn't have at the time, but I got, I had half of it. So I could have paid off my mortgage is my point, but I kept a whole bunch of cash. And then when a situation arose where I could make money, I bought the house next door for me to, for 360 grand and sold it th- three years later for 650 grand. Woo. So, so this is a reason though, that when, when I say you want extra liquidity, that's what I mean. You have, you have something you might want to do with that money rather than pay off your mortgage. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. So that's one reason why you wouldn't, or another reason why you wouldn't. You can earn a better rate by investing, basically what I just said. And you know, when I heard you say three percent, I was like, oh my god, you can make earn more than three percent now. Why pay it off? Absolutely. You know, 
But at that, you know, just a couple of months ago, you couldn't do better than 3% hardly. And right now, you can't do better than zero if you're in the stock market because we're losing 20%. Yeah. But anyway, um, taxes too. Like, for example, if you need that money to put in a 401k in order to get a company match, then that's, you should do that. You know, so the, the, and there's a couple more. Uh, your mortgage, mortgage is a hedge against inflation uh, because the amount of your mortgage payment stays the same. Uh, but the value of the payment goes down over time due to inflation. That's particularly true now. Also, if your job is uncertain, obviously, you need to marshal your resources. And if you have really high interest rate debt, you know, you're paying 19% on a credit card, you're obviously going to pay that before you pay off a mortgage. So there, there are seven way, reasons right there why yeah. you wouldn't pay off a, a loan early. I love I've it. Never, and those, I, those are all very mathematical reasons, and they're all good ones. Yeah, and and what uh, and what you're alluding to, and what Rander just said, being debt free is also awesome. I mean, it's, it's psychologically. I yes, mean, you know, absolutely. I, and I, I would say for 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 families out there, I think the benefits of of complete debt freedom allows you to make some lifestyle changes that you wouldn't be able to do if you had more expenses, more payments to do. So a lot of the families that I speak to are looking to go from a full-time gig to a part-time gig or look to stay at home with their kids, especially over the past couple of years during COVID to be like, hey, I, I, I want to leave this job, but I can't, I physically can't. But if, you are, if you've decreased your expenses enough and you've got enough wiggle room, wiggle room between what's coming in and what's going out, you have the ability to make some lifestyle changes that are best for you, your mental health, and your family. Well said. Okay, now we've got to take a quick commercial break because we have to pay the bills. Otherwise, we'd have to charge Andy for being on our show. <laughs> um, but if you guys will hold on, we're, when we come back, we're going to uh, talk about how you can, we're going to give you actionable tips, real tips you can use to pay off your mortgage early, just in case you're not like Andy and are able to pay $170,000 or $190,000 mortgage in five years. But maybe you want to pay, when you pay a little faster, we're going to give you some tips to do just that. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Um, do, do we need to, do we have to have this argument about uh, mortgage versus home loan with Aaron before we go into this? He hasn't said <laughs> I mean, anything sure, yet. sure, so why Aaron, not? You, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's hear you, let's hear you grumble, puss. What's the matter with saying mortgage? What? Because it's not the true definition of mortgage. Look how mad he you know, is. Everybody, every writer, everybody's tweaked and said, okay, well, mortgage is a cute, fun word and everybody gets it. So now let's, instead of saying home loan, because nobody understands, I don't know why nobody understands what a home loan is, but we're going to say mortgage instead of home loan. When a mortgage isn't what you pay, you're the mortgagee. You give the, the, the loaner, you know, the mortgagee, whatever. The you, mortgage you want to get into this debate? You're, you're the, the mortgage. Well, the, the bottom line is the, the mortgage itself is the, the mortgage itself document. is just a note. It goes to the public record that says, you know, hey, I'm... You know, put up my home for collateral for this home loan. You pay the home loan off. You don't pay a mortgage off. Okay, so but I know it's cute. I know every writer out there now says mortgage, but you know. <laughs> well, not, you know, not every 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 writer says that because every person says that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's wrong. Okay, it may be wrong, but you're you're way too upset about this, Aaron. It may be wrong, <laughs> you but you're pedantic. <laughs> you know, Fine. you know. One time I was uh, this. This is completely off the topic, loan. but I just thought of it. I, Aaron and I, Aaron's my shooter. We used to do television news. We did it for many years, um, and we'd go out sometimes. And, and I'd say I take a dollar bill and I'd light it on fire, you know, to, to prove something. You know, people waste money without thinking about it, you, know, like that sort of thing. And one of one of the people who works with us was like, "Dude, you can't burn dollars like that. It's not cool." I'm like, it costs $500 to shoot the story. What difference does it make if I light up a dollar bill? <laughs> and he went out, he went to a, a 
theater prop company and got me $100 bills look exactly, I mean, they look just like $100 bills. Um, so anyway, the point of the story was he was more upset than the situation called for. And I think that's, that's how you are, Aaron. I mean, you're, you're pissed off about this whole mortgage thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mortgage, home loan, whatever. Hey, you want to keep the dumbification of America down, proper <laughs> definitions from every writer out there. You literally just named my avocation as trying to make people as stupid as possible. <laughs> and, and in America, it's, it's really everybody. not that hard. Oh, bottom dear. line. Oh, dear. So uh, let's talk <laughs> about actual tips to pay down your home loan <laughs> since we can't be paying down mortgages today. <laughs> okay, so tell, give us one, Miranda. I don't know how to pay off my loan early. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think one of the things that, so even though I didn't aggressively, when I had a mortgage, when I didn't aggressively pay down, I didn't aggressively pay it down, but, um, we did do a biweekly payment. So instead of paying every month, we paid every other week. And so this, because, you know, there are 12 months in a year, uh, that's 12 payments. Or if you do it every other week, there are 52 weeks in the year. So that gives you 26 payments, which is basically like having an extra mortgage payment each month. And so that's what we did. And that was, did that. yeah, that, that was, yeah, exactly. And that was like kind of our concession back when I had a home loan, uh, when I uh, had a home loan, that's, <laughs> that was my concession to like paying it off early, um, was, was doing the bi biweekly payment. And then we, um, and we did refinance when rates dropped and we were eligible for refinancing. Uh, we refinanced, got those bigger savings, switched to a biweekly and it, and it really kind of helped us, um, I mean, we weren't going to be paying it off in five years, but um, but we were going to save some money and we were going to have it all paid off just a little bit early. And, and you you did say you did that, right, Andy, biweeklies? What we did, uh, we didn't do the biweekly, but that's a really good strategy. But what we did essentially was uh, I got paid 26 times a year at my job, but I just we just pretended that we got paid 24 times. So that, that was sort of like a psychological trick. We just took that extra check and you know threw it at the principal. One thing to add on to what Miranda's saying is that I've spoken to some people that their banks make it a little difficult for you to make that extra payment because uh, mm. they ended up putting it towards future payments as opposed to towards principal. So sometimes you have to yeah. be so deliberate when you are working with your mortgage provider that say, this needs mm -hmm. to go to the principal, not towards future payments. Uh, and so that's either on their website, they have a, a line item that says additional principal payment, or you physically have to write that on the check, or you have to have a phone call with them to say, here's where I exactly want the money to go. Because obviously it's not in their best interest for you to pay this thing off as fast as possible. So uh, that's, right. that's, that's a, a, a quick tip. Yeah, and it's a good tip, too. You know, another thing, too, when you're talking about refinancing, which probably not many people are going to be doing now since interest yeah. rates have gone so much higher. But um, a lot of times, you know, obviously the time when you it, it makes sense to refinance when the cost of the refinance is I mean, the savings from the refinance exceed its cost. You're going to be there long enough to recoup those the cost of the refinance. But what a lot of people forget, they just look at the interest rate. Uh, and you can get a lower interest rate. But if your costs are high and in Florida, I mean, it costs thousands of dollars to refinance a mortgage and and often when the, the these these little um calculators don't ha don't include those fees because i don't know what they are so you have to be really careful to know all the costs it's going to be when you refinance to see if you can recoup those costs with that say with the mortgage savings in the period of time you're going to remain in your home yeah, again, I, I made that major money mistake in, I think it was like 2011, 2012, my, my wife moved in with me and then uh, we had an opportunity to refinance because I had an arm and the arm was uh, adjusting at the end of the, the time period. I ended up refinancing 
down to, I think it was like three and a half percent or 4%. And I thought I was doing something really smart, but shortly after that we moved. So we didn't actually recuperate the, the cost for the refinance. So to your point, it's like, are you going to be there long enough to recuperate this? Or is this just throwing money down the toilet because you're getting a percentage down or a percentage or two? Yeah. Yeah. And, and someone wants you to do that because they're making a fat fee on it, you know, Absolutely. The, the mortgage lender. So what other ideas, guys, what, what else can we do to help people pay off their mortgage faster? That, um, is the, that is the title of the show. You guys should have ideas. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to step again, but yeah, I'm not going to throw some more in there. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say one, one uh, just again, they call them psychological tricks, is if you are dedicated to doing it for a period of time, call it 10 years or 15 years or five years crazy like, like we did, just any new money that comes into your life, this should be thrown at the mortgage. Uh, so this is tax refunds. This is you know selling stuff online for a period of time, uh, I, I was going a little nuts with it. We we walked around our house, but it was also sort of this minimalist thing that we were going through of walking through our house, seeing the things that we don't actually use that maybe have some value and selling them on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. And if it had no value, donating it. It was, it was a combination mortgage payoff process as well as just sort of minimalizing our home so we weren't overdone with our clutter. And since we had young kids selling things like baby swings and you know all this sort of baby gear had some value, especially online in these uh, mom swap kind of Facebook marketplace uh, uh, ways. And we were able to throw hundreds or even thousands of dollars at the mortgage. Um, I had a, a moped and a road bike. I used to do triathlons before I had kids. And then I, it just sat gathering dust in the garage. I'm like, okay, can I sell this thing and have it uh, meet a goal of that we're uh, going after right now instead of just collecting dust? So oh, I feel yeah, like by the way, a lot of people yeah, have some things around their house that could sell. <laughs> Yeah, you bet. I know I do. But here, and here's a way to turbocharge that strategy: walk around somebody else's house and take <laughs> things you're not using. And sell it. <laughs> exactly. It's quicker. You're not going to have as many friends later. That's right. But you don't lose your stuff. It is either. effective. But friends are overrated anyway. It's fine. That's right. Totally. <laughs> what you'd you rather have: a mortgage-free home or friends? Or friends. Steal totally. their stuff. There yeah. you go. And, well, and, and actually, I really think um, I really think that like. You know, what Andy's talking about is like figuring out like, hey, let's prioritize your stuff. I mean, a lot of the time we don't sit down and really think about like, hey, what are our priorities? How do we want to tackle all of this? And how can we uh, make sure that we're 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 making this a priority? So if, if you've decided that what you want to do is pay off your your mortgage debt, then make it a priority, um, you know, make it happen. Oh, I just realized something. The, the method I've been using for years, I just pay extra on my mortgage every month. You know, I don't, I don't do like 26 pay periods and all that stuff. I just pay extra. Well, I mean, again, that's essentially what you're saying is to add whatever money yeah. you can find in your payments. But, but I, you know, I pay, you know, $3,000 a month when my mortgage was 2300 uh, and then And then later, now I'm paying $5,000 a month. My mortgage is $9,000 now. I never it's down to nine thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh wow, uh -huh. that's incredible. Paid off in a few months, but yes. I always got. I've always gotten thirty-year loans because because I'm a wimp, you know. And I've, <laughs> I've been self-employed. Well, I mean, I've been self-employed for thirty years, and you know, some years I make a ton of money, and some years I don't make any. You yeah. know. Well, ho hopefully that's not true now, but in the past, you know what I mean. It's you you, you never know where your next uh, mortgage lent or mortgage uh, payment is coming from. So I'm, so I use a thirty-year loan to make the payments as small as possible, knowing that I could put as much on top of that. And pay it off early if I needed to. I think that's I a good strategy too. Fifteen-year loan. Well, yeah, I mean, fifteen-year loan is probably smarter. But you know, like I said, I'm really conservative, and I want to keep my payments as low as possible, and then hopefully pay it off faster. 
Well, having the 30 year gives you the flexibility to flex when you want to just say, hey, in yeah. this season of life, I'm going to pay it like it's a 15 year. Or if the income is a little lower, then it's like, OK, at least I don't have to, I, ha- I don't have to pay the 15 year style. So I, I think that's a good strategy. When I got my mortgage down to 20,000 just a few months ago, I, I, re- I went to the mortgage website and I said, uh, they said, if you want to pay off your mortgage early, click here. And I said, okay, send us a certified letter, or notarize and fill out these forms. <laughs> like, well, the hell with you. I'll just pay $5,000 a month and it'll be paid off in a few months. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And then you can send, you can send letters to me. I'm not doing any of that. After it's, after it's paid off, there, there are like a thousand weird steps that you have to do to make it final. It is insane. There's a lot, a lot of different fees. You oh, they're still going to make me jump through hoops anyway? Oh, yeah. It's going to be insane. You're not going to like Bastards. it. That's that's good content for you in the next couple months. <laughs> you know, you know what I was thinking too. I, I said to myself many years ago that when I paid off my mortgage, I'd retire, and now my mortgage is about to be paid off, and I don't want to retire. So I'm wondering that means if you I'm found like dragging like my do. feet. Yeah, well, I have, but I'm wondering if I'm dragging my feet so I don't have to retire. But I, I forgot that I don't actually have to retire just because I said that. <laughs> so anyway, what else do we have? Because we don't have a whole much more time. Actually, we've got a couple more minutes. So any, anything else? Well, you know, one thing I can tell Andy from talking to you, uh, and I can tell this whenever I talk to anyone who's done anything significant uh, financially, is that you've set a goal and you focused on it like a laser beam and you didn't unfocus on it until it was done. Yeah. So it just became second nature for you to, to grab extra money and put it toward that mortgage, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, a, I'm all about goal setting. And I think tracking those goals and actually having people hold you accountable is a really good way to do it too. I had uh, I had the opportunity to talk to a family that paid off their mortgage and what they like to do, uh, they did it with their kids. They got their kids motivated. They had this this little chart on the refrigerator that had uh, little squares that you could color in that said, this is how close we are to paying off this home. And as the home got filled in by the squares, it got fully colored and they owned the home at that point. So they got their kids excited about it. So not only were they motivated, but they got their kids into it too. So it had this sort of family goal around it and they got pumped and now not only do they own that house now they own a couple rental properties outright as well so it it just it just became something that they did as a family and and really motivated each other it was very cool by the way did you ever buy a rental I, I did not. Uh, we we got to a point where we had saved uh, about $100,000 in cash. And then my wife said, why do you want to own a rental property? We are so busy right now. That's like another job. And I'm like, I completely agree. She's like, why don't you just finally make that career change that you've always wanted to do and start your small business? And that's what we ended up doing. It ended up being my my runway to smart start my small business. And I'm still here two years later. So <laughs> that's awesome. And you know, yeah, by the way, you. I had a similar experience with my wife because I've been I've owned rental properties my whole life. You know, but I've tried to do everything I can, you know, to get ahead, you know, I was a stockbroker and a CPA and blah, blah, blah. And I was buying rental properties. And, and then now I'm 66. And I said to my wife recently, or last year, I said, uh, we should buy another house and turn this one into an Airbnb rental. And she's like, or you can pay (laughs) off this house and be a retired guy and not work your fingers to the bone and be pissed off all the time because something's broken. And I was like, sounds like a good woman. Yeah. I was like, you know what, honey, you're right. But you know, you aim your whole life at this stuff. You know, and then it's hard to stop. It is. You know, like it I've already is. got, I mean, it's not, I'm not mo- monstrously rich, but I probably have more money than I'm going to spend. And I have no kids. So why, why am I going to beat myself up being a landlord again? I really don't. I've got, I've got a one question here, though. Go. So we did something very similar to the 2012 house. Andy, you bought yours in 2013. Mm-hmm. Now this is low interest times. Yeah. Um, the economy is doing well. Uh, I'm sure for a lot of people listening, maybe if they're close to paying off their home, 
this is good advice to get them if, if there's no you know a looming recession coming you know kind of having your house paid off would be a good thing during those times um, high interest rates but how does this translate with people that may have just bought a house in this high market with high interest and and then an inflation period and the whole nine yards and they're you know they're barely buying groceries yeah i mean i mean i would say unless you have i mean we, we I, again stacy alluded to the fact that we were able to make a high income and have a lot of margin right there this is a time if people are not feeling a lot of margin I don't think I'd be throwing a lot of extra at the mortgage at this time. I think you want to make sure you're feeling comfortable with an emergency fund because emergencies might be happening over the next couple of months or a year. Um, it's also a time if you are an investor to take advantage of these lower stock prices that are out there. I know I'm trying to find that elusive yeah, dry powder point. in my house to try to continue to buy shares uh, for some of these companies and some of these index funds that I, you know, the, the prices are what they were two years ago. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a tough situation. It's obviously very personal. Our, our decision to do this was personal for us to be able to make some lifestyle changes. But uh, there are some, to, to, to our friends' points today, there are some mathematical reasons to save some money for an emergency right now and to continue to be an investor and uh, grow your, your portfolio. You know, paying that mortgage off is a lot easier and pull that money back out. You know, so if you need it later, it's going to be difficult to do. So mm -hmm. yes. make Very sure illiquid. that you get that emergency yeah. fund. Um, yeah, I was going to say, if houses are, or if we we think that houses are overvalued, maybe paying off a mortgage on an overvalued house right now may not be a good idea. Oh, oh so you're saying if you need, if, if, if God forbid, you may have to walk away from your house. You don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You could have paid off this high, 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 uh, price mortgage you know and then all of a sudden the housing crash happens and now your house is devalued now you need cash you're out yeah yep. yeah good point. setting yourself up with, a, with a good amount of cash for emergencies because they happen uh is, is a great idea yes um is that i think we are out of time we are a little over as a matter of fact anybody have any quick things to add in that case <laughs> we're done we are out of time, folks, but we are never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And of course, you want to see Andy at his website. That is marriagekidsandmoney.com. I like the last word, the first two. <laughs> MarriageKidsOnline.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one final thing, if you like what we do, then do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Takes you two seconds. Really helps us out, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacy Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. Who has a home loan? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Andy Hill. Thanks, Andy. See, Aaron just threw you off. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. And we're going to see you right here next time.